Hello, welcome. You are listening to Press Pause on freshair.radio, a show where every week I invite you to sit down, slow down, press pause on your day and your busy life, and reflect with me. Along with some fitting tunes, every week I will be speaking on one thought, feeling, or emotion that I've been experiencing recently, and hoping that we can both get something out of this. So sit down, slow down, and press pause with me. Hello, welcome back to Press Pause. I'm your host, Anna Vanderpool, and you are listening to freshair.radio. Um, this is my fourth episode. This is only my second episode with my new and improved theme song, which I still cannot get over. It is so good. Um, huge shout out to my younger sister, Brecchia, who wrote that. Um, it's beautiful. Amazing. It's really upgrading my, my experience. Um, alongside it, I am slowly getting more and more used to this process. Um, getting more comfortable with picking a topic, sorting through what I want to chat about, um, getting more used to the whole recording thing. Still not, so far from perfect far from perfect, I would say, but I'm really, really enjoying Press Pause. Um, thank you to everyone who is listening, who has been listening, um, and for all of your really kind and wonderful messages. I appreciate it so much. If you are listening to this, please let me know. Give me some feedback. I want to hear all and any of your thoughts. Um, a little word of advice in case you're listening to this, um, not as it's coming out live, which it does on Wednesdays at four. Um, but if you're listening back to it in the archives, um, I would recommend doing so on a browser on a laptop or a desktop rather than on a phone. Um, the audio tends to work much, much better. I would also recommend recommend headphones for sure. Um, and recommend, you know, maybe like taking a nice walk while you listen or cooking a meal or something. Um, the point here is for you to be zoning into um, reflecting and zoning out of life. Also, just before I jump in, I do want to just address um, the situation in the world Um with what has just been announced in England and Scotland is also, we're in a, uh, I think a four or five tier situation um, and we're, Edinburgh is very much stuck in tier three and Europe is increasingly going into shutdown. And I think there's a couple, there's a couple things I want to say about this. Um, first of all, being this far into this process already, like COVID has been around since March, I think we all sometimes forget how much it affects us. Um, and I think because there's so many changing rules and headlines all the time and announcements and so many things to keep up with that um, a lot of the time I find myself forgetting how much of an impact this has on me. And then this kind of headline will come out for example, last night and then this morning I'm, you know, not feeling too great and I'm wondering what is it, you know, what like what's bothering me? Like I knew all of these things already. Why am I why am I not feeling too great? And so I just wanna say that, you know, we forget how horrible this situation is, um, which is sometimes good, but also don't forget it too much. Remind yourself that this is a really hard, weird time that we're going through. Um and it is really, really really hard. The prospect of a second lockdown to everyone is horrible. I think for a lot of my friends as well, it will be like the first proper lockdown that they're doing away from their families. Um, Christmas is coming up and there's so much um, insecurity about how that will look, um, where people will be able to go and what they'll be able to do. Um, so just a couple words of advice. Um, show yourself a lot of love, care and kindness and also concern in the same way that you would your friends right now. Um, 
give yourself that breathing space if these kind of days when new lockdown rules get announced are really difficult for you make sure you get on the phone with someone so they can distract you take a day off of uni work or any kind of work if you can um run yourself a bath remind yourself that you survived it the first time and so you are well equipped to handle this a second time um we have no idea how long this will last for, um, but this too shall pass and there will come a time where it will all be in a distant past that we kind of reminisce on. Um, if you had coping mechanisms that worked really well the first time around, remind yourself of those, refresh a little bit on those. Um, Maybe get yourself some new paints if that's something that you were really enjoying. Buy that book that you've been wanting to buy for a long time. Um, just put the structures in place that will make you as comfortable as you can be. Remember also that you are, are not alone. That um, in a way it's so scary but also so soothing that the entire world is dealing with this. Um, so... You know, it's it's not just you, we're all facing this. Um, yeah, maybe this time around it's a blessing that we're all distracted by uni work um, rather than having been released into a long, long summer. But in a way that can also be a lot more difficult having to focus on studying and trying to do that while also dealing with all of this. Um, in which case, remember that universities are... Uh, somewhat um, trying their best to be lenient and understanding and if your courses are anything like mine my seminar leaders are so wonderful and caring and they really seem to be concerned with our well-being so remember that there's a lot of people in that regard that you can turn to um yeah that's all I really had to wanted to say on it I don't want to dwell on talking about COVID for too much um but I do want to recognize that it is uh, something that's inevitably on your mind as it is on mine and we should recognize that and do what we can. And also anyone out there, call me, message me. Um, I'm here for you. So having said that, I'm going to get into my topic this week, which is bodies um, and specifically the female body and female experience of the body, seeing as that's what my experience speaks to. Um, this episode is probably going to be a bit less structured than the last three. Um, I didn't really realise that this is something that I wanted to speak on until I, um, until about an hour ago. And there are just a lot of thoughts here and there that I have. Um, that are kind of going to find their way into this hour somehow. Um, so bear with me on a little bit of a lack of structure. Um, the reason why I want to talk about bodies is um, because it's such a huge part of our experience of the world, the female experience of the world. Um, but also because I've found that I've had a very um, physical experience with and reaction to lockdown. Um, now let me explain what I mean by that. Let me unpack that a little bit for you. One of the major things that I felt with lockdown was that it was suddenly a lot of time that I was spending with my body. A lot of hours that I was spending very, very consciously in my body. Um, usually in my day-to-day -day life, like I put on my outfit for the day, I do my makeup and I run out the door and basically forget about my body for the rest of the day, you know, for in my usual day-to-day -day life, my body functions and features in a way that it gets me from my flat to campus or from campus to wherever I'm meeting someone. It gets me through a seven-hour shift um, at the restaurant I used to work at or gets me through a long walk that I've been on or gets me to the grocery store and back. You know, my body becomes a vessel for the things that I need to do um, and the things that I need to get done. And beyond just putting something on in the morning that will be practical and comfortable and breathable or appropriate for my shift or 
appropriate for the library, I really don't think about my body and what gets put on it very much. Um, I might think about it twice on a night out, but I've never been the type of person who overthinks these kind of things anyways, um, or cares all too much. So then the only times really that I'm that I'm very consciously in my body and using my body is the gym usually. Um, which are the times when, and I'll come back to this, when I feel best about my body. Um, and so that's kind of what my usual life looks like. Um, and then that is directly contrasted with what my body feels like in quarantine. Because as we all know, suddenly you take away everything that you usually go and do in a day. And most of us were just sat inside our houses for a really long time, especially the flat I was quarantining in or lo in lockdown in the first time around. Um, and then still now they're very small student flats and I'm very, very lucky that I'm right by, um, I'm like right by the Craigs. And so we look onto nature and we can, we can access it when it's, when we're legally out allowed to do so. But uh, we don't have, as so many students don't have a balcony or a garden or somewhere we can access the outside. Um, and I'm also very limited to just my room and our living room or our kitchen. Um, yeah. So I'm going to do something a little bit unusual and different. I'm going to read you something I wrote on this um, and wrote on my experience um, in lockdown of my body. Um, so here we go. In quarantine this is different. At home I can change my trousers four times in one day. I become irritable at textures and fits, constraints and looseness. I curse not having more sweatpants. I spend the whole day inside my body with it. All day I notice aches and bruises, discomfort. I scrutinize folds and creases and dryness and smells. I spend time unmoving in the same position. Put things into my body only to resume the same position again. I notice the routines of regular laundry, how quick I run out of clean underwear. Showers start to function in ways to relax, to heat up, to cleanse, to create a break in the monotony. No longer required to wash the day off my skin or a club out of my hair or scrub a shift off my neck. I contemplate exercise, walks, intermittent fasting. I look at my nails and I want to paint them. Usually I look at my body evaluated when I see my reflection in the bathrooms or at the gym. Now I spend all day looking at the irregular patterns on my thighs, the discoloring on my butt, the translucent chin hairs. I evaluate the slope of my nose, the shape of my knees, the shade of my hair. I'm quarantined inside of my body and I guess I'm wondering if I was ever actually happy with it or if I was just blissfully ignorant, appreciative of its function. I wonder if the removal of exterior validation has much to do with it. Reduced to seeing perfect bodies online, no longer seeing real bodies on the street, removed from being out and about, removed from the compliments of my friends, removed from distraction, and the reality that it's about a healthy, functioning body rather than a good-looking one. Because what pur purpose is my highly mobile, fit body serving me now? Who needs good functionality, flexibility, stamina when you're reduced to moving from your bed to the desk to the couch to your bed? Finding less and less things to physically feel thankful for, I'm left only with things to criticize. So those were notes on my body in quarantine by me. Um, before I chat through some of those things, I'm going to play you a song. Um, this is Sweet Creature by Harry Styles. Enjoy. Sweet creature Had another talk about where it's going wrong But we're still young We don't know where we're going But we know we belong No Stubborn, I know But oh, sweet creature 
Running through the garden, oh, when nothing bothered us. But we're still young. I always think about you and how we don't speak enough. And oh, we started two hearts in one home. And oh, it's hard we argue. We're both stubborn, I know. But oh, sweet creature, sweet creature, wherever I go, you'll bring me home. Sweet creature, sweet creature, when I run out of road, you'll bring me home. So that was Sweet Creature by Harry Styles. And you are listening to Press Pause on freshair.radio. Um, yeah, so from from um, that piece of writing, as you can tell, uh, I had a very physical reaction to an experience of quarantine. Um, I think also especially because the gym usually and exercise is so so important to me and so when gyms closed like I'm really bracing myself for that to happen again because that had a big impact on me. Um, I've been lifting weights for my whole time at university so for three years and in an optimum week I'm going to the gym about four or five times um there are periods definitely where that is less or where that is more but the gym for me has become somewhere that I get just like so much happiness and calm it's a way for me to like take a complete break out of my time the positive and good hormones that get released when you're exercising are really great for anyone but for me are really really through the roof um I've never been one for team sports I really don't like doing things that I'm not very good at and I'm certainly not very good at sports um I'm a little bit small and my hand-eye coordination also isn't great and I just I it's just not something I enjoy and so when I kind of discovered the gym as something that I could do and started, that really became a huge passion for me. Um, both as a way for me to like, um, show self-care, but also as a way of self-improvement. And that is kind of like an ever fluctuating, um, balance that I'm trying to find between those two things you know going for self-improvement or self-care um because ultimately I always want to be going for self-care like I want to go to the gym and I want to exercise because I love myself and I'm putting putting that time and effort into my body um but I also go because I do want to get stronger and I do want to get more lean or toned or get bigger in certain areas um so 
you know, there's, there's those two sides. But of course, when gyms closed, um, and rules became, you can take like one walk a day and in a lot of places you can take a walk. That's a lot, a lot of time inside and a lot less movement than I was used to. And so I suddenly found that I was spending hours and hours just with my body, just sat at a chair thinking about my body, um, and not necessarily in really positive ways, because the the only time that I would think about my body prior would be to just put on clothes that I could sit, that I could, you know, function in all day and just go. Or in the gym, I would think about it. But in the gym, I tend to feel really good about myself. And the gym is when I feel most positive and powerful and um, happy with my body. Um, and so that got taken away. And I, I bought a yoga mat and tried to do the whole at home exercises thing, which worked sometimes. I picked up a little bit of yoga and, you know, did some crunches here and there. But for me, it really, really isn't the same thing because I like to gym for about an hour, sometimes verging on an hour and a half. I really like going somewhere to do my productivity things, whether that's exercise or university work or any kind of work. Um, I like being around other people that really motivates me. So the same way that I like to study in the library because there's that ambiance of everyone's working is the same reason why I like to go to the gym because everyone's really grinding. Um, so it's like a really, really cool, like really nice atmosphere in that kind of way. And you know, a workout from home, I can put in my tunes, I can try and get myself to do something, but really after, like, 20 minutes is really my max that I can stay focused and stay wanting to do it. And so my, the amount of exercise that I was doing dropped off when I'm usually taking about 18,000 steps a day on days where I have a shift at work, um, and also exercising multiple times a week, then suddenly in lockdown, that got taken down to maybe one one walk a day maximum and then like like I said a couple of crunches here and there maybe a plank if I'm really feeling feeling adventurous um yeah and that's that's tough for me it's really really hard for me when I don't exercise both because I have um goals for my body that I that I set and certain ways that I like to look and certain strengths that I like to have that require maintenance um that require me to go to the gym but also because I receive so much from going to the gym so much relaxation and um feel good kind of thing um that taking that away is really not nice for me and I'm 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 bracing myself for if gyms close again now and in the same way that I spoke on last week of there was that whole thing of there's a pandemic, now it's your time to do that passion project you've always been talking about or get started on that thing that you're always talking about, you know, grind, 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 go, go, go. The same kind of thing happened in the exercise community of like, look, you can still do everything you want to do from home. And like people thinking like, oh, this is my time where I'm going to get fit. And this is my time where I'm going to reach those goals and be able to do 500 sit-ups in a row or 20 million squats in three minutes. Um, and for me, it's just not realistic. For me, it's really a time where I can't make myself exercise too much. Um, and I try really hard to not feel bad about it, that I that I just can't and just don't. Another thing in that as well is that I do feel good when I'm out and about in public and I'm wearing a really nice outfit and I can go onto campus or to lunch with my friends or on a night out and I can show that off and I can you know, show off that I feel good about myself, um, if that makes any sense. And in lockdown, of course, that's gone, you know, I want to feel comfortable all day. So the motivation to put on an outfit is very low. Um, but it's something that I really try and push myself to do. There were multiple times, um, back during the first lockdown where my flatmate would come downstairs and see me sitting in my jeans with my shoes on, working at the kitchen table and she'd be like what the like what the heck are you doing take your shoes off but it's just because I need to feel normalcy and I need to feel you know I always have a look good feel good thing 
Um, so me putting on a nice outfit that I really like just for myself um, and putting makeup on just for myself. I mean, I usually, any anything that I put on is, is mainly comes from wanting to do that for me, even in a quote unquote normal life. But you know, if you're doing that in your in your own house in lockdown, you're really only doing it for yourself because there's other than your flatmates or maybe your family, there's or someone you FaceTime, there's nobody really that's seeing you. Um but that is a big big tip that I would give um for some kind of normalcy to feel normal and good in your body put on your favorite top and just sit in it all day because that top makes you feel good in a restaurant so why shouldn't it also make you feel good in your living room um also a big thing that I try and not get my try and get myself to do is to not um fixate too much um I catch myself you know looking really critically at at blemishes or creases or whatever is on my body that I wish wasn't there um and I try and just make sure that I don't spend all day doing that because you know as as I wrote like I'm very disinclined to do that while I'm running around trying to serve a bunch of people in a restaurant and I'm very unlikely to do it while I'm sat in the library trying to study when there's a ton of people around me but I'm very inclined to do it sat on my own in my room in my bed um so I try and make sure that I don't spend you know, a whole hour suddenly stood in front of the mirror scrutinizing every little part of me. Um, and if that means really getting yourself to just not really look in the mirror or getting yourself to wear long sleeves or long, um, but like full length bottoms, um, so that you're not picking at everything, you know, do what you need to do to protect yourself from your own criticism, if that <laughs> makes any sense. Um, before I go into my next section, uh, where I'll be talking a bit more generally about the female body and um, bodies in general, um, I'm going to play you the next song. This is As I Am by Her. It's like the morning time Don't wanna wake up I just wanna stay in bed But if I'm next to you I'm looking forward to Just laying in this bed mm -hmm. Ooh, that never gets old Promise you'll never let go I don't want Tell me that, tell me that Tell me I'm the best I am I'll be feeling like yes I am, I am You know I'm the best I am Be a fool and not take me as I am Tell me I'm the best I am I'll be feeling like yes I am, I am You know I'm the best I am You be a fool and not take me as I am Yes, I am. I am. You know I'm the best I am. You be a fool. 
That was As I Am by Her. That is H-E-R, all in caps, with full stops in between. Um, who is definitely my favorite singer. She's um, phenomenal. Um, check her out, for sure. So good. Um, you know, the world wages war on the female body. And I think that's something that by now is kind of just universally accepted and understood um, as a cornerstone of life and experience. The female body is um, argued over a whole lot. Discussions about women's rights in regards to their body um, are one of the most contentious topics in politics and in the world um, and are conversations that usually women are completely excluded from even though they have nothing to do with anyone except for the women themselves. Um, the female body is a marginalized body, it's a body that is used for its benefits and then tucked away and silenced for its aspects that people don't want to hear about or see. Um, and a huge part of it, this is that from an extremely young age, girls are told that their body and being attractive and having an attractive body is one of the most important things, if not the most important thing about their existence and their future. And this is something, you know, if 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 you hear hear me say that and disagree with it, I invite you to look up some feminist theories um, and read up on this kind of stuff. I'm not going to sit here and unpack it for you. Um, but if you're hearing this and you're thinking, wait, what? Um, you know, basically inadvertently through media, through society, through a patriarchal structure, um, women are told that we are valuable for our bodies and that our bodies should be in the best state that they can be. We are shown that if we are beautiful and fit under, full under certain uh, body categories, we belong on um, motorcycle ads and on billboards um, for bras and naked in movies and on magazines but that if our bodies show their true functions or forms or full any in any way outside of what is accepted as beautiful um that we don't belong anywhere um and that we should spend our lives trying to improve our bodies that we should be wearing makeup from the age of 12 and you know trying to put on our mother's heels and waiting and praying for our bodies to go through puberty so that we fit into these things. 
we are marketed an insane amount of products from hair products, beauty products, things for your nails, things for your legs, things for your wardrobe, oh, a million things because society tells us that we need to try and be pretty and look as good as possible all of the time. And essentially this means that most women are raised to hate their bodies um, or at least to think that their bodies could always be better and can always be improved. And so many of the improvements or enhancements or changes that do happen come from a place of wanting to be prettier or be more attractive or fit more into the standards and norms. Um, and then society does this crazy, crazy thing where we are kind of taught to hate ourselves. And then at the same time, now coming to a moment where we are also taught to hate ourselves for hating ourselves. Um, and that, you know, disliking your body is something that doesn't really get spoken about too much anymore because now there's such a time of championing, championing, um, really loving your body and embracing your body. And if you don't, then you're kind of falling behind. Um, and that's also why this is something that I feel like I haven't spoken to any of my friends about in a while and a topic that I don't really touch on with many of my friends. Um, hopefully that comes from a place of most of the people around me are quite happy in their bodies. Um, but I do think that mainly actually comes from a place of that we're kind of told that those are private concerns and that we shouldn't make those public and shouldn't talk about our insecurities and unhappiness um, about our bodies in a public way. Um, but it's so normal, you know, it's, it's almost a inevitable part of existence to have moments or periods when you don't like your body or dislike certain things about it. Um, and I think every person is on their own individual journey to self-acceptance and self-love. And that's certainly, certainly not a linear journey either. You know, there are times where I feel really good about my body and times where I really, really don't. For me personally, right now, I'm in a period of feeling very happy with the way I look. And um, I think also in light of everything that's been happening, um, I also tend to feel really, really grateful for my body and what it provides for me and, you know, its health and its strength and its abilities. Um, but there have certainly been a lot, a lot of periods in my life where I haven't felt very happy um, with who I am. And I know that I have internalized fat phobia about myself, even though by now fat is not a term that I use at all ever. Um, and certainly not in regards to anyone else. And if anything, um, curvy female bodies is what I tend to admire more than anything else. Um, but somehow that doesn't always apply to myself. Um, I definitely always really saw myself as a fat kid growing up or like I've always thought of myself as too big and taking up too much space in that kind of way. And as a lot of girls will relate to, I've spent a lot of time um, comparing myself to the other girls in my school or the other women around me um, that I admired and wished that I looked like. Um, and I'm now at a point where I can say that I'm very happy with how I look, but I'm also always concerned that that is because I'm currently fitting into how I want to look. And that as soon as that would go away, say if I would have an injury, I wouldn't be able to exercise for a really long time or ex experience some kind of, you know, growth or decrease. Um, if I would still be as happy, you, um, I constantly worry that I am not actually experiencing true self-love, but that I'm just loving the form that I currently am in, which is something that can always still fluctuate and go away. Um, a big thing that has helped for me though is no longer comparing myself to other people. And that's something that I very, very actively work on in regards to my body. Um, 
that I can look at another woman's body and think, wow, she looks really good, or like, wow, she's really strong, or that outfit looks amazing on her, but it's not my body, and someone else's body is different from mine and separate to me, and the fact that they are attractive or look really good or I'm admiring them doesn't have to say anything about how I feel about my own body. In a lot of ways I'm really lucky that my relationship to my body and thereby also my relationship to things such as food and exercise has always been a fairly um, uncomplicated uh, relationship and I've never experienced any kind of um, eating disorders or um, body dysmorphia or this kind of thing or at least nothing that I would define as that far. I think we all experience body dysmorphia to a certain degree um, and everyone at some point or most people at some point experience issues with food and there have been times where I've felt more or less comfortable with my body or my consumption and eating habits um, than other times, for sure. I think that one of the primary issues around the whole thing is that bodies are commodified and bodies are um, still seen as one of the most important things in society, like I said, especially for women and young women. Um, and that therefore it's really hard to disassociate yourself with, you know, valuing bodies and thinking that they're so important because that's kind of what our whole system is built on. It's like, I was talking to one of my friends about this recently, about that if as a woman you show up to a job interview and you um, haven't put on makeup, you'll most likely be deemed as quite unprofessional because the standard is that a woman will put time and effort into doing her makeup and doing her hair and choosing an outfit and then that shows something about how much she values um the interview that she's just gone in for which is ridiculous because you know a, it's not about how a woman is looking in that interview um it is about what she's saying what's on her cv and how good of a person she is to hire and that has nothing to do with looks but so many of our day-to-day -day activities um and structures in the world still have to do with looks and because of that it's so hard to emancipate yourself from not um overvaluing your body over other things because we live in a society that does tend to overvalue your body um especially as young women over your intellect or how funny you are or you know whatever if you think through the way that inadvertently you speak on women um probably one of the first compliments that you give is about a woman's looks whether that's like oh she always dresses so well or oh she's so beautiful or oh she's so pretty um Whereas maybe about men, you're more likely to say that they're really funny or really smart or um, or really good at something. Um, and if you're recognizing that as a way that you tend to speak or behave, catch yourself in it because it's sexist. Um, but it is the reality that for women, the most important thing about them oftentimes still is their bodies and that centralizes our bodies so much in our experiences and our life you know and that isn't always a good or a positive thing a lot of the time it's a very strenuous and difficult thing um after that whole section of rambling I'm gonna play another song this is Baby Blue by the artist Renz Some OG 
Well, I'm homegrown and I'm leaning on to my love. My love. Oh, she acting like she don't know me. Baby girl, I'm that old she. Cause I'm homegrown and I'm leaning on to my love. My love. Saw you in September. Something I should do Knew you in November Still I ain't pursued on you On you Daydreams I remember Nights I never do Number one contender Stealing all my thoughts is you Welcome back. Um, that was Baby Blue by Rents. Doesn't have all too much to do with what I've been talking about, but um, I really like that song. It's it was one of those that's on almost every single playlist from the last three years because it just always makes it on. Um, yeah, I wanted to chat through some more um, specifics on the whole experiencing yourself and experiencing your body um I think a big thing that's intertwined with this is validation um because it takes people a long time to get validation and love um about in regards to their bodies from themselves which means that we spend a really long time um searching for it from other people and i know that i personally have done this for a very long time um both in regards to like waiting or wanting um one of my female friends to comment on the fact that i've lost some weight over the summer or that i have a new top or hoping that someone will comment on um how my hair looks, um, or also looking for that from male attention, um, because in a way, you know, as women, again, as women, we are taught that if a man shows interest in us and tells us that we look good, that is validation and we should appreciate that, um, and there's so much wrong with that, but it's also a very natural way to feel validated if someone, you know, asks you out or walks up to you in a club or you go home with them um it's a very normal natural way to um want validation and to receive it because it is it is a compliment when um someone pays attention to you because they think that you are attractive um 
but it's a very dangerous line to walk because someone else's validation is really a very shaky foundation off of which to base whether you do or don't like yourself. Um, someone can make you feel really, really good about yourself, but you should be, we should all be trying to get to a place where we feel good about ourselves because of our own opinions about how we look and our own feelings about this regardless of what anyone else would say or regardless of what the um current movement in body standards and body norms are that the media is showing and applauding um wear the clothes that you want to wear man like just wear things that you feel good in where it's amazing how much room and space and appreciation there is for self-expression these days so you should feel free to wear whatever you want to wear to do whatever you think makes you look good um but mainly just makes you feel good and whether that means um skinny jeans whether that means really baggy clothes you know wear what makes you feel comfortable, especially with lockdown. Um, try and find a good balance between wearing comfortable clothes, um, and also clothes that make you feel happy and make you feel good. And if that means that your flatmate laughs at you because you're wearing your shoes indoors, you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, buy those crazy earrings that you're a little bit hesitant towards or those trousers with the patterns because you're not sure if they fit your vibe. It's your body and you should do with it what you want to do. Um, in the same vein as that, celebrate your body. Remember to be grateful for all of the things that your body has done for you. Your body has, you know, pulled you along taking you places, has climbed you up to the steepest viewpoints in the most beautiful places, um, has pushed you through those last few minutes of your workout, um, has pulled you over the finish line. Um, your body is amazing and you really should appreciate it for its, um, abilities and its health. Um, currently in this pandemic, it doesn't really speak for itself that bodies will be healthy and that bodies will be resilient. And so if yours is, you should be so grateful at this point um, that it is. I guess my biggest advice as well in regards to um, feeling at home in your body and feeling good about your body does come down to exercise. I do think that every single person in this world, when and where they can, um, if possible, should be exercising regularly. I think it's so, I mean, the evidence is really clear on how important it is for your body and for your mind um, and how those two things are interconnected. And it's been a way for me to learn to value and appreciate everything that my body does. And like I said, the gym makes me feel so powerful and so good about myself. Um, if you, like me, aren't very comfortable in a lot of sports, you know, just find what you do enjoy doing. And if that is um, a really long walk once in a while, or if that is crunches in your bedroom, um, then that's fine. That's fantastic. Um, but find what you like. Like the amazing, of course, currently not. The amazing thing about universities is that there are millions of sports teams at so many different levels. You can try anything and then never go back again if you realize that um, handball really, really wasn't the move for you. But try that pole dancing class that you've been putting off. Um, try rowing. See if you like it. And if you don't, the, you know, the worst thing, well, you could injure yourself, but the worst thing that can happen is you find out that it's not your thing. Um, but I would really, really recommend exercise as a way to get to know your body, to love your body, to value your body, um, and to give back to something that gives you so much. Practice self-love in the way that you speak. Just like I said last week, um, talk to yourself in the way that you would talk to a friend. We can be so, so horrible to ourselves in the things that we say um, and think. Really, really block yourself from 
speaking to yourself in a way that you never would speak to someone else because there's no point. Um, and we do so much hating ourselves and it doesn't, doesn't benefit anyone. Um, and if that means repeating a I am beautiful, I am beautiful, I am beautiful mantra in the mirror every single morning or removing every mirror from your house or writing down a list of all the things that you love about yourself, do what you need to do um, to try and get there. There's so many resources um, out there. Do some Googling. Um, a lot of books that could help you in this kind of journey. Um and remember that we're all on it. We're all still trying to figure out ways to love and appreciate ourselves and come to terms with our bodies. Um, and if you are anything like me and you do struggle with lockdown because of your body, um, you know, know that you're not alone. Don't push yourself too much. You really don't have to work out while gyms are closed. It is fine to take a couple months out, you know, like your muscles will not shrink. Um, just be kind to yourself. Um, eat healthily. Always make sure you eat. Um, find ways to do that that make you happy and make you feel good. Um, have a good, well-balanced and nourishing diet. Because that also is something that will make your body feel better when it is getting all of the things that it needs. Um, yeah. This was all a little bit all over the place. And I've kind of just regurgitate, re ooh, regurgitated every single thought that I've ever had on uh, bodies. Not even every single thought. I think I could keep going. Um, and just put it here. So I'm um, sorry for for that mess. Um, but I hope that there were some things in this that you picked up on that you can, um, grab your journal that you now have had for the last three weeks since I convinced you to get one, um, and reflect on, on yourself, um, and do some unpacking and thinking about your body and your attitude towards that and other people's bodies, um, in your own time. Um, I'm proud of you for all the work that you've done so far in learning to love yourself, learning to appreciate your body. Um, it's, it's a difficult process. So every little bit matters and counts so much. Um, and you should celebrate and appreciate those small milestones that you are achieving. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Please do message me with your feedback and thoughts. Next week, I am planning to have on my first guest, which will be very exciting. I am also going to lead you out with a tune. Um, this is Sabrina Claudio with Confidently Lost. My name is Anna Vanderpool. You've been listening to Press Pause on freshair.radio. See you next week.
Change it.